When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. It's a Tuesday after Labor Day. How was your weekend, Mo? It was solid, man. It was real good. I'm one of those people that cooked out on Sunday so I can have Monday as a rest day. So, yeah, we're good and locked and loaded now. Although I will say, went to the gym this morning about 4 o'clock, about 4.20, 4.30. Gym was closed. Wasted my... Yeah, 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 man. It was one of those days. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, Moan does a very early morning show in Nashville, and um, that's the time you usually get up, but you're you're looking to make the most of that time. I am, because I got stuff. We got to deliver to the people daily, man. I got other stuff going. I got kids. I got a middle school football game this morning, but guess what, DK? Hmm. None of that matters because it's week one in the NFL, right? That's true. Unless, of course, there's been another cut and paste clerical error. And in fact, it's week two or something. Who knows, right? How about oh, that, huh? That How about is that? interesting, man. There's so many questions I have behind that, DK. Do you like, believe it? Do you believe it? No, no. I don't believe it. I don't, man. <laughs> almost feel like this was a situation in which... Maybe some some somebody reached out and say, hey, you really want to put him as number three? What does this look like on paper? Like he's your guy. The other guy, Mason, is not your guy. What do you what do you mean? What does this look like? It's so much that can be asked around that situation, DK. But hey, they cleared it up. Yeah, I mean, they did clear <laughs> it up, at least for now, anyway, for anybody who who doesn't know what took place today at Mike Tomlin's press conference. Mitch Trubisky was formally named the number one guy although that had been really really obvious for a while now <laughs> and Kenny Pickett was elevated from yesterday's first official depth chart from number three to number two over Mason Rudolph and what's more Moan Tomlin said in advance that he does not plan to dress three quarterbacks so uh, that means Mason's going to be sitting there in civvies or he's going to be traded with his $4 million cap hit. What do you think? Man, it's it's so much like nothing I say is going to be definite to this point, but what I will, what, what I will bring, bring light to is this though. If, you had game day 46 is what who is who dressed on game day. And if Mason was number two on the depth chart and he wasn't and he wasn't dressed, then that's the questions you bring up. Like, I think it's an easier transition if you have Kenny Pickett as the number two in dressing on game day, man. But in the same sense, as far as, you know, what does that say about Mason? If the Steelers were looking for um, value as far as trying to trade him before Saturday at four o'clock, 
Eastern time, then they've kind of lost it because they kind of pretty they they pretty much demoted Mason in a sense. I don't know if it matters yeah, as much. Did, but Moan, I, I give NFL executives a lot more credit than that. You do? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're not looking at a depth chart and saying, hey, they demoted him. We're not going to trade for him. No, well, they see him on film. They have lots of footage of him from the preseason. They have footage of him I from four NFL years. I believe, maybe I'm wrong about this, that even the two Garbage teams that the Steelers faced in the preseason who really need a quarterback decided mm-hmm. they didn't want this one. So and they finally course, moved I mean, them back? Seattle and Detroit, and they were like, okay, if those teams aren't taking him and they're not even going to send a draft pick this way, what are we doing here? Oh, wow, DK. Well, I was of the mindset that, look, if you move him back, then he's – uh, then, then somebody might still come and get him. And if he's to number three, then it tells him, well, what use are you? And at that point, it's like, well, we'll take what we can for Mason if we can. So that's the way I was looking at it. You, I don't think your approach is wrong in saying that that could be the possibility of, look, nobody sent offers their way. Um, it's, Mason's one of those guys that I guess they feel like you can get every year in the draft. You know, somebody that's serviceable enough. I don't. I mean, we've seen other guys come into this league that have played that exact role at a cheaper price. That four million right now is guaranteed. It's, it's especially guaranteed at four o'clock come Saturday. So one way or the other, whichever team decides to pick him up or if they trade for him, that's got to be a part of that trade too. Is that money for backup? Do I think that's a lot of money? I don't necessarily think it's a, it's, it's a, a ton of money for a guy playing the backup position. Um, in a pinch, though, DK, you'd almost have to say that he's serviceable enough to make that $4 million worth it. It's just a matter of what team is looking for a guy. Could they trade him middle of the season? I don't know if that's the case. If you're looking for a veteran guy to come in and save the day, that doesn't sit well. But what it does says is at some point we may see Kenny Pickett sooner than we thought. Yeah, I I think we will, actually. But that said, let me first get your your thoughts on Mitch Trubisky. I I understand that, you know, he went into this as kind of the default number one, and he he maintained it. What do you think of his performance, how he's carried himself and everything else? I thought it was what everybody said it was going to be. I thought he played well, didn't make the mistakes that uh, you you thought he would. Uh, He seemed stable. He seemed very confident. Uh, and what he was trying to do, man, as far as the play he was giving, he took everything that was given to him and then worked outside his box. We saw creativity with his legs, which is a lot of people have been asking for when it comes down to quarterback play. Hey, move the pocket around. If you watch sports now, especially if you look at college football, almost every single quarterback is mobile. If Matt Canada can create this offense to where he can put his quarterback in space or extend plays longer with his legs, then you got something with Mitch. The thing is, he can't get outside of his box. There's nothing wrong with being a manager until you get more confidence. I don't know if his confidence is there enough for him to just say, um, I'm going to slink it because I can't. No, this is your box right here. You stay in there until we figure out what's next, because if not, you got the young bull behind him. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way of putting that putting that forth, Mon. I, I hadn't even really considered that that they could have him, uh, like you said, in that box. One of the yeah. things that Mike Tomlin brought up today was uh, when he was asked about what's the emphasis for Sunday, he just said one thing: taking care of the football. Um, <laughs> everybody by now has heard the stat that Trubisky is the only quarterback in NFL history to have fifty plus starts and zero pick sixes. 
Now, oh. every time you say that, doesn't it feel like a jinx? Like <laughs> I'm like, knocking on wood currently right now. Like, <laughs> right. Like, really? Um, Don't but at say the same that. time, no, but at the same time, it, it's a it's a real number and it reflects on uh, to an extent on the responsibility yeah. that he's shown with the football. Not said there have been interceptions, obviously. It's just that, yeah, you know, none of them have, have been taken to the house yet. Uh, I, I would say where this quarterback is concerned, Moan, I, I, I feel like he's earned it. I yeah. feel like he's in the moment. I feel like he's the right choice no in the moment. My overwhelming impression after these last 48 hours, the thing that really stands out for me is that I feel like they did right by Kenny. I really do. I feel like yeah. they looked at what he did and recognized it. Tomlin yep. talked about how he did when he stepped into stadiums. And that's actually the last question that I have for you in this segment is, why does this man emphasize it? I know he did it with you guys so much. Stadiums, stadiums, stadiums. How is it that that resonates? Everybody knows you're playing games in stadiums, right? Because you can get tricked in practice. You can get tricked in the weight room. You can get tricked on how a guy looks, okay? Not like there's so many, man, that guy's a stuff. Well, that guy can't play. OK, like you see guys that are, that you say are supposed to be the guy. And when the lights turn on, they turn into friggin babies out there. That's why he says it's important to say some dudes practice horribly. But within the stadium, they do well. You're like, who the hell is this guy? You know, because you've never seen those things. Like, there's a such thing as when the lights turn on. That's what he's speaking of. And I've always appreciated that about how he evaluate what you do inside of stadiums, man. Because we'll, we'll get more into that, DK. There's a lot of that that goes on around all sports. When we come back, some of the other depth chart doozies today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Jalen Warren is your number two running back. Devin Bush is the co-inside starting linebacker, depending on what kind of sub packages get put onto the field here. Moan, any other thoughts with some of these other? they're, They're mostly anticlimactic, aren't they? They are. It's, they are. What is it? Oh, Herm Edwards. Uh, was it him? They are who we thought they were. No, that wasn't no, him. Dennis that Green. Was Dennis Green. Sorry. When he was sorry, in, yeah, sorry. when he was in Arizona. Uh, yeah, that was that was about it as far as I go, man. Seeing. Wait, you wait, know, wait. What? Wait. What was Herm's line? Herm line. They are Herm, who we thought they were. No, no that's Dennis Green. Herm. What, what, oh, God, Lee. Herm, uh, Herm had one. Playoffs? playoffs? Yeah. No, that was Jim Mora. No, it's no, not it was playoffs. More. It was Jim Mora See, in Indianapolis. Is, happens. This is what happens. Herm, we'll have to figure this one out, we'll man. Have to figure out Herm uh, was you, you play played. to win the game. <laughs> yeah, that's you do. Shout out Thanks to our producer Eddie. Man. Thanks to Eddie for that one in all caps on our yeah. text lines here. Yes, we we could have gone through the whole list of great, like, we could have done Bart Scott next. What were we even yep. talking about here? I don't even remember yeah. now. No, the the, the uh, <laughs> roster doozies. That's what mm-hmm. we were, man. Okay. Um, I was honestly, sh- I, I, I'm not shocked. I just thought there would be an or there, but the uh, second tight end. 
Zach Gentry or or Connor Hayward. That's kind of what I thought would be the case. Not a biggie because both will play and they'll have three tight end sets also. I think that's a good thing to have as far as game day actors. Nothing else really shocks me, man. I'll be completely honest uh, just on, on the way everything went. George Pickens being in the lineup is huge uh, defensively. Nothing. Nothing crazy, man, for me. Everything lines up with everything that they showed us in preseason, DK. I'm, I'm good. But again, to your point, though, we spoke about in the last segment, what matters in stadiums now even matter more. Like you said, with with Devin Bush being, you know, slated and or however you want to have that situation be. I'll be interested to see how he split that time between Spillane and Devin Bush. Mark Robinson getting some play. It wouldn't shock me, man, if this kid with time and growth and understanding the NFL, if he got some burn on the inside, DK. Oh, he's Mark a player. Robinson. He's a player. You know, you, you don't do the stuff that he's doing in terms of rapid fire closing, uh, securing guys and bringing them down and no. not play in the National Football League. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just that's going to happen. And he, by the way, is a Brian Flores project and a half uh, yes, going, going back to his drafting and everything. Flores loves him. And again, with all that being said, though, DK, where did we notice him at in the stadium? You know, like it, it's certain guys that you question. You're like, well, well, man, how, how did you find this guy? Well, man, look, we thought he had something there. And he turns on the film and he's on every single play. He's physical. He knows what he's doing. That's beautiful to me, DK. I, I, again, I said time and time again. Pittsburgh scouting department has has to be one of the best in the NFL when it comes down to finding these types of guys. Of course, we're going to see what this first round quarterback looked like over time. But as of right now, guys that actually play and make impact, whether on special teams or on roles on defense and sometimes on offense, you got to say to yourself, man, they hit. And let's even go back to George Pickens. He was there for a whole round. Okay. And they end up still finding a a guy. Now he's slated to be the uh, rookie of the year. Or the betting odds are in his favor to be rookie of the year. And you say to yourself, yep, I can see that being the case. You know who we forgot? Who? This really unimportant position on the team. The least important position on the team. The one that nobody cares about. The one that you played for 11 years. Left guard? Yeah. I saw it. I'm not shocked. Kevin Dotson was named the starter. And when Tomlin was asked about it, he didn't exactly come up with high praise. He said he was better than KG. It's as simple as that. KG, of course, being Kendrick Green. Kendrick Green. I had a situation like this happen before, and he basically told a guy, you're only on this team because I paid you more money. That's essentially what he told him at this point. Like, like, Like Kevin has been here a little bit longer, probably had a little bit less mistakes than you had. That's the only reason he beat you out. That's disrespectful. If if you're a pro, DK, can you you know me now, right? He had a chance to at least say something decent, right? No. Like, like I mean, he was the best guy. He was our best guy. Congrats to him. Way to go. No, he was better than KG. It's as simple as that. DK, you know me over these years. If something like that was said about me at a press conference. Ooh. The, the 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 piercing of the soul aspect of how I would have reacted <laughs> like at, at practice on Wednesday. Like that's where I'm at with those guys at that position. And I'm not saying that because I used to play that. I'm saying it in the sense of like be a pro like Dotson. 
this ain't no easy outfit coming up this week against Cincinnati. And it won't be the week after that either. Like, if you don't secure this, we're not going to do the whole, you know, the changing of the arms the entire season. One of y'all need to step up, man. Like, I, I like to laugh, but with this situation, I'm just like, nah, this ain't even like a lot of hinges on the fact that you protecting the quarterback and you being able to run block. And if, if you were to be honest and you'd ask Coach T to be honest with you, you probably say, Coach T, is this above or below the line? He'd probably tell you below or just right above. You know, this whole thing with the gym being closed this morning, it's not a sufficient excuse for me. I still want to see you back in uniform. I just want you to know that. When we come back, the only segment that matters. Hey, Moan. Welcome back to the only segment that matters, the Hey Moan segment. And this is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub and burger, salad, wrap, drink, and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing. Order your favorites at Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Moan, here it comes. You ready? I'm ready for it. From Russ Obenstein. Hey, Moan, who and when does someone step up to lead this offensive line? Hmm. <laughs> uh, really good question, Well, Russ. hang on. Let me, let me augment that. Okay, go ahead. What constitutes leading the line? Because I, I'm sorry, as much as, as I respect yeah. that Marquise Pouncey was the leader of your line, yeah. I was there too, Moan, and I, I know that you were part of that, and that Dave was part of that, and yeah. Allie was part of that, and in a way, Gil was too. Yeah. I, I, I don't, like to me, it's not just about, I think when people think of leaders, they, they're, they're picturing Pounce standing in front of your classroom and saying, and you need to play harder. Okay. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying here? What yeah. actually is leading? With the OL, man, it's a matter of work, uh, first and foremost, play also and, and and dedication to the group. Like and the verbal side comes with that, too. Uh, if, if I was to ask you all, OK, describe Pounds as a leader, you probably know he's up front, loud and letting everybody know how I feel me. I'm going to say exactly what it is. Dave is a worker going to show you through his play and through his accolades. Al, another one, you respect the hell out of him. You know what he's going to do each and every week. The level of consistency. When Gil, honestly, when Gil, when, when Pounce went down, Gil's leadership went through the roof, man. Okay, I just need everybody to understand that, the play that he had. Because Gil is almost forgotten in what we did. Marcus Gilbert. Marcus Gilbert. He's almost forgotten in what we did because went to Arizona and then he was out of the game at that point. He's out right now, though we text and stuff, um, but you knew who they were. With this group being so new, like it's a matter of okay, what adversity when it when that adversity hits, what are their what are their response going to be like? That's that's how you define who's going to be the leader. Who's the guy that's saying, "Hey, get y'all together so we can go out here and win this game." And it, and I hate to say that it's going to take some adversity. And they've already been through some in the preseason, but now it gets real. Now the coaches are really hinging a lot of stuff on. If you don't get it throughout this season, you're probably going to be gone. That's why I side-eyed at left guard position some simply because who's talking to those young guys? I don't know. Dan Moore super young. He's you know? struggling, though. He's not in a position to pipe up. <laughs> exactly. It, it, that, that's part of why leadership begins always with performance. You can't be the guy who does all the talking yep. if you suck. That's what, what did I say? The first thing when it came down to it, work 
and how you play. Those are the two things that justify you being able to speak up. Rookies don't talk. Why? Because you ain't did nothing in this league. That's what everybody tells you, man. Dan, okay, struggling a little bit, right? You got the left guard struggling a little bit. You got the right guard that had his woes also. You got Mason Cole up the middle, but it's just like, I can't tell what he looks like because the right and left ain't made him look like anything at all. And then you got Tooks, who's just not a big talker in itself, trying to figure out where is everybody at on this line. It Who's going to be the lead? I ain't got a clue, y'all. I'll be completely honest with you. And I'm not wrong in saying that. And if they were to ask you who was the leader in that room, they probably just have to point to the coach. I ask them. I ask these guys on a regular basis, and they don't have a name. They say well, it's really not that, that the kind of situation yet. I think they're hoping that it becomes one. I believe that they're hoping against hope against hope that it's James oh Daniels. Uh, Mason Cole can be I, – I get the sense that he can be like kind of a secondary figure Yeah. in that. I think that Dan Moore really has more of a personality he for it than does. anybody else. But he's got to he, he to get out of that box. Yes, he's got to get out of that box. I'm telling you, like, it's a tough place for them to be in right now because they're the biggest group on the field, literally and figuratively, in the sense of the amount of guys that are out there. Um, everybody knows, of course, that, you know, a few of those guys got paid this offseason. You got a young guy that played, I thought, well enough last year and Dan Moore. And you got that block at left that's got to figure itself out, too. So in the world of sports, nobody really warrants a whole lot of conversation. The only way you can get out of this funk is to really go through it, DK. And this first week. <laughs> Look, you can really establish yourself this week, okay? Or you can really fall into the pit of misery and it's like, oh my gosh, we're 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 back to the old us. And it's been so long since we've had a bad OL, you know, from the years where it was talking about Ben got sacked this amount of time and they don't have enough. They scrapped the whole like it's been a while. This this group's gonna feel a certain way if they have a hard reset and you're back to us having that conversation. I don't want to continuously have it throughout the year, but DK, who's the guy? Listeners, who's the guy that you're pointing to? They Got almost it. gave it to to Kendrick last year. Oh, but, don't even. But, but come, it yeah. looked like it yeah, that he was anointed every. Now day. let's go back to the first segment again, DK. It's yeah. what you do in stadiums. It's what you do in stadiums. If you get spun like a top, you're not going to be leading <laughs> anybody. Okay. No. no. <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounds mean. I've actually used no, that line in print. No, no, that's very real because we're watching a sport that's very physical. And if you are, yeah, it's one of those old school tops. If you are less than, people take advantage of that. So call it as it is, DK. Mo, let's do another one tomorrow. Can't wait, man.